It's time for Building the Game, the game. Building the game. with Jason and friends for tabletop the game. building design the forever in It's at the end of the episode that's when it technically ends. Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. Today is Monday, uh, November 13th, and you're listening to episode 598. As always, I am your host, Jason, here. Joined today by a guest who wasn't here too long ago, who was on the precipice of something huge, and that is Sabrina Sulba. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me back. Yes. I'm excited to have you back. Uh, you're here to tell a story of good stuff, not a story of what did I do. Um, so that is, you know, that's good. Yes. Um, so for listeners, we had you on, uh, gosh, it was couple months back now i think um was it yes, about ago? 40 40 or 50 days yeah right <laughs> so, uh you uh were on the precipice of doing your diatoms uh kickstarter uh which you're self-publishing your first game um as like that you're kickstarting and uh yeah and it funded and yes, it then did. some which is always excited um yes. You ended up with about 300%, little over 300% funded, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. 1,400 backers too. I, I have it pulled up here. I'm cheating just because I knew I would ask those questions and I thought I can just pull it up myself. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, so I know you are here before, um, but like I said, before we started recording, give us just a quick rundown of, you know, a quick elevator pitch of what Diatoms is for anybody who doesn't remember um or just missed the last episode sure uh diatoms is a tile placement pattern making game where you create microscopic mosaics out of single cell algae just like the victorians or a very tiny number of victorians uh and then it also so that's it's a multiplayer game where you're building a mosaic and then your mosaics are scored by a panel from the society of microscopic arts and the highest scoring mosaic wins first place at the exhibition and then there's also a solo uh, version of the game where you're creating mosaics on commission and that also is in the box mm -hmm. awesome awesome and as we said before uh as the title of the last episode that i now recall was the diatoms do sound fake but they're actually real um it, it's funny i i can't i meant to tell you this when this happened but i saw a um i saw something it was like a like a weird things thing or something that I was reading. And it was like diatoms are these like, and I looked like the Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's like pointing at the TV, like, Oh, I know those. <laughs> so anyways, it just made me laugh. Cause I was like, I know what those are. And I was like, yeah. and they look really fake. <laughs> they look so perfect. They do look when you, when you, they do look really fake. They look like, why does that exist? Right. Why right? is there a How perfect, beautiful star? Yeah. In, hidden in every drop of water it doesn't make sense i know i know but it was just it was really cool to see it out there um you know in in the real world and uh yeah yeah it's like learning a new vocabulary word and then all of a sudden you hear it three times in a week and you're like right. why did i never hear this word before and i right. think diatoms is kind of like that you once you yeah. learn what they are you're like mm -hmm. oh it is actually all around me yeah yeah very cool um so yeah, so the so as we said, the Kickstarter went great. Um, you know, obviously overall success, lots of lots of fundings, lots of backers. Um, you know, going in now, I feel like you can say this because it's afterwards. Like, what kind of expectations did you have going in? You know, what what were kind of your your big hopes looking back? You know, where were you like, oh, where, where do I want to be with this? Uh, well, I took the approach of asking for the funding amount that I needed to do a mm -hmm. real run of the game. How smart. Uh, what a crazy idea that a lot of people aren't aware of. Even after being funded, I was told I made a mistake. Um, so, you know, uh, was, I'm, I'm assuming you were told that you should have went lower so that it would. Yes, exactly. I was told that I should have, yeah. should have done lower that I probably missed out on people who stopped by the project in the first 48 hours, but saw it wasn't funded yet and decided that it wasn't the bandwagon for them because it wasn't yet a full green bar. It was literally, literally told that. Uh, so right. Uh, who knows? I, it's hard to do. I can't right. A-B right. test my single Kickstarter. And uh, there's a lot of mm -hmm. success and failure like uh, 
almost like revalidation that happens when people, when a Kickstarter is very super successful, then it's like, oh, everything they did must have been the reason they were super successful. Right, and right. when a Kickstarter fails, everything they did must have been the reasons why it failed. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it is really funny, you know, the mentality around that. And I certainly too with with some games, I have absolutely advocated for, you know, go low, you know, and then and then and then kind of pump it up. But I think to me, the games that that benefit the most from that are games that are going to be bandwagon games, where especially when you have a lot of stretch goals planned, right? When that is the thing, you know, when you're making a game where it's all about the stretch goals, because it's like, what else can we add, you know? And this obviously is not the type of game where it was all about the stretch goals, right? You obviously you had some no. stretch goals, you did some stuff with it, but I didn't reveal any stretch goals until after we were funded, right? right. Because it wasn't the point of the campaign at all. It really, right. I wanted to get the money to do to do the print run um, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and to find. So, so being funded, I knew would be somewhere like around four fifty copies of the game, and mm-hmm. a minimum print run is two k. Right. 2000. And so my secret measure of sort of like this would be really great success would be to to find homes for half of those, at least during the Kickstarter. So to have a thousand backers or more directly a thousand copies of the games of the game. Right. um, Find find happy homes. uh, And we hit that. Nailed it. (laughs) Yeah. You got. Yes. Super happy with that. Yes. You very much exceeded that goal. Um, So so does that alter your your thoughts on a, on a print run then I am going to, if I can ask. Yeah, I'm going to do a three K run because with the, with the retailer backers, I am, I am pretty confident that I've found homes for 1500 copies. So that's my Mm -hmm. 50% mark now. So I plan on doing a three, three K run this time instead of two K. Right. With, uh, you know, working with the, um, different printers you were talking to the manufacturers, um, I'm assuming going to 3K should help price-wise for you for production, or is it not that big of a break? It's a little break. It's not yeah. huge. Um, and we did do a couple of things that will add a little bit of cost. Mm-hmm. I, I did add stretch goals after we were funded to, to do a little plus up. Um, but you know, going to 3K certainly helps soften that. Um, but it's still working out in terms of the total raised. I mean we the total raids doesn't just go to me kickstarter takes a cut i have yes, advertising yes, yes. to pay for there's mm-hmm. there's pieces that that get that get sliced off yeah. but it definitely still covers the 3k run so we're in right. good shape yeah yeah no and I, I mean i assumed that much but i was just curious because you know i know obviously there are times when if you can if you can handle a number of copies depending on what the game is and how it's being produced you know actually you know, jumping up a lot in production can actually make it, you know, way more affordable. Um, but that said, you also have to know what to do with, you know, 5,000 copies of a game. <laughs> and uh, and that's, that is a tall order nowadays, you know, I mean, getting them to the right places and, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's a big deal. I can't um, store fifteen hundred copies of the game in my basement. It's not a small. I mean, it's it's not a huge right, game, but right. it's not a small game either. Uh, and then further, I do have a lot of backers overseas, like not in the U.S. I'm based in the U.S., mm-hmm. uh, yep, so yep. Uh, that means that I would really want to have some. I have to have some number of those available for distribution in in hubs that are not like in the U.S. Right. So right. So all of that is is still there's still a lot of details of that um, mm-hmm. to work out. I am, uh, yeah, hoping to get help with that. So we'll so so maybe maybe more to come on that. Oh great great trying to figure out whether or not you could set up a hub system or something outside of the U.S. For oh definitely definitely gonna do something along those lines. Oh yeah. that's awesome that's sure. awesome yeah that stuff is all mind boggling to me like because when I did my Kickstarter. That just wasn't like a thing. Like I think I had ten copies that I had to send out, and most of them were to Canada, so it wasn't it wasn't that bad. I mean, then yeah. I was, I live in Michigan. I was like, I should just drive to Canada and just toss these in the mail. <laughs> It'd probably be the easiest way to do this. It would probably be cheaper. Totally, um, yeah. <laughs> but the amount of things you had to fill out to like send it to, um, like in certain countries, they were like, don't say it's a deck, don't say it's a card game because they'll think it's for gambling, and they might like. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous, like. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, there, and there's still a lot that I don't a hundred percent feel uh, like confident that I understand completely. I will be learning mm-hmm. a lot more, but I'm, I'm definitely confident that I have partners in terms of distribution, oh, yeah. Yeah. other folks that have done it before. And a lot of them, the messaging is like, yeah, you just got to, you just got to kind of like do the things, yeah. you know, yeah. but they've yeah. done it before. I haven't. So right, it right, feels like right. a little bit of a black box to me right. still, even though I've been building up to it. Uh, once I've done it, you know, that'll, that'll be a really interesting part of a future conversation we can have. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, that kind of stuff is, yeah. I mean, the first time around, all of those logistics are tough. I'm sure they get easier as you do them. And as you, you know, I mean, there are people that have done so many Kickstarters, they're just experts in it, but it all sounds nerve wracking to me. You know, I was, we were talking earlier um, in our discord meetup and I was joking. Now you actually have to do the stuff. Like you have the success. Now you have to do the stuff with that success. And, uh, but I was going to mention, you know, your stretch goals that you added, you know, the ones I saw were all very much in line with, Hey, this will be cool, but it's not going to be, um, but it's not going to be like ridiculous or, you know, more costly to you in a, in a way that could have, you know, like I've seen people do things like, oh, we added T-shirts to the game. And then, you know, like now their shipping costs are completely jacked, right? You know? Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I wanted to be very careful of that. Mm-hmm. I, I did end up, initially, I wasn't going to do anything that wasn't in the box. Um, mm-hmm. And I wasn't going to do anything that was going to dramatically change the weight of the box. Um. And I didn't do anything that dramatically changed the weight of the box, but I did promise two things. One is a backer booster kit, uh, like a booster card set mm-hmm. outside of the box. And part of the reason that I came to that is that with my manufacturer, with the Indie Game Alliance membership, they there's a, like a special where they'll do a, a, a certain number of those as part of your IGA membership. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, so so that covers a, most of the backers, and then I'll I'll cover the rest. Originally, that was going to go towards the commission cards in the box, but I decided I'll I'll do that. That would be a special commemorative thing just mm-hmm. for Kickstarter backers and give a reason for people um, to pledge for the game. Uh, I I I, I don't know if, if it convinced people <laughs> to pledge for the right, game. Right. So so I don't know, but I but I I did it. I'm excited about it. Uh, yeah, and then the yeah. other thing that I added. Not during the Kickstarter, but it will be available in the pledge manager is a lot of people wanted special like deluxe tiles for um, the diatom tiles made mm-hmm, of wood mm-hmm. or acrylic. And for, for a number of reasons, acrylic just isn't a good fit for this. Um, and there's a lot of reasons why I, I don't think at the moment that, there, that that is a good fit, but I'm moving forward with wood tiles and it'll mm-hmm. be an add-on. So yep. you'll, it'll be, it'll be a small run, much smaller than the run of the game for people who want it. They'll have to pay for shipping. It, yep. it yep. I'm trying to make sure it doesn't dramatically increase the size of the box. It won't be that heavy. Those tiles, you can we'll just exactly replace the chipboard tiles in the game. That's awesome. Um, yeah. For no, those who want it. That's, I mean, that's all super smart stuff. I think in my opinion, at least, you know, for my limited knowledge, it all sounds like really smart stuff you're doing, you know, and. And understanding things like, hey, I have to charge extra, extra shipping because it's going to cost more. I mean, that's, I think yeah. that is one of the biggest lessons that I think publishers have learned in the last several years with Kickstarter. It's been quite a few years now, but in the beginning, it was always just this belief in free shipping. Like, you know, the backers, we, we need free shipping. Like, you know, and so, um, and I think that really hosed a lot of people. And I'm glad, I'm glad. I miss free shipping as a backer, but as somebody who supports, like, publishers and friends doing this stuff i'm so glad that that's not a thing anymore that is an expectation because that was that was bad i mean you know talk about something that you couldn't predict right like you know it takes a year to produce the game rates go up and now you have no money to ship it right i mean that's this happened these things happen to people so yeah yeah absolutely and that definitely was a huge that was just a a huge resounding chorus. If you mm-hmm. look at modern day advice for running a crowdfund, it's like, don't charge for shipping right. unless you're going to ship right away, which, you know, I don't, I, the Kickstarter was to raise right. the funds right. to do the yep. manufacturing. So it's a, it's a long monthly months long process. 
um, you just don't know. And the rates do go up on, they'll go up on the new, in the new year. In fact, all of my mm-hmm. partners have told me like, well, this is the percentage increase we're expecting at yeah. the turn of yep. the new year. So, yeah. So did you, and I should know, cause I backed, um, but so you're charging shipping after the fact when it's time to ship. Yeah. It'll yeah, be charged yeah. in the pledge manager. Uh, and after the, after the new year, because that's when the price it'll, that'll, that's, that'll be the, the prices that will be honored. Like when the shipping actually happens. Mm-hmm. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I, um, yeah, that's, that's how I think if I was going to do another Kickstarter, this is absolutely how I would do it too. Just because for, you know, for some, I've, I've heard the negatives of that. People say like, well, I want to know what I'm getting into up front, right? First of all, you always, you try to give an estimate for shipping, but I mean, you'd never know. But I mean, on the plus side, it is nice because it does break that cost up, right? Like when I buy it, the game now, and then, you know, six months from now when I have to pay shipping, I'm like, oh, hey, it's just a little bit more to get the game now rather than like, you know. Um, yeah, it does soften yeah. it a little bit. I, yeah. I, you know, it depends on your perspective. I mean, certainly there's also like, well, I bought the game already, but now I right, I have to pay right. again. So I, I can see it both ways. I'm I'm pretty sensitive to it. I, in fact, I was super reluctant to support shipping the game certain places because the shipping was effectively the price of the game again right right um and and i i just feel negative yeah yeah, uh, (laughs) i get it yeah (laughs) about that that's fair so but 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 on the other hand people choose you know they choose the games they back they choose what they want so right right yeah and i mean i to be fair the people that live in the places where the shipping is so expensive they're unfortunately I think a lot of times they're just used to that, right? They, they know that if I want to order something, it's going to cost a lot more. And um, that was a lot of the feedback I got. It's like those people already understand the, right, the sort right. of what they're going to what they're going to be charged, and you can you know they see it and they've done it right. before. So right, right, yeah. So that's at least good. <laughs> um, yeah. So so running the campaign. Um, what, what were the big challenges with, you know, the day to day of running the campaign? I mean, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'll ask. Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, the, probably the biggest challenge is just you, you, you have to be on all the time. I'm, I'm a high functioning introvert, so I come off as extroverted, but I'm actually an introvert and I find social media drains me much in Mm -hmm. the same way that interacting with people drains me. Uh, but my job during the Kickstarter, for the most part, was communication um, and yeah. across every channel. Uh, and and it's not that I didn't enjoy it. I did enjoy it, especially I had great commenters on the Kickstarter. Like the backers were just, it was a really nice community atmosphere. I really enjoyed engaging with the backers uh, more than I expected. Uh, <laughs> Not that I wasn't expecting to enjoy it, well, but there's like there were some lovely people who engaged consistently over the course of the right, campaign, and that right. that is really that is really nice, and you don't always get that. No, so. no. I mean, I'll say it. Like sometimes people on Kickstarter comments are just mean and demanding, and um, you know, I mean, I've backed enough bigger campaigns to where I've seen that, and the people are just like, "I gave you fifty dollars, and you owe me so much more than a game." sure sure yeah yeah i'm not asking you to say that i will say that because i've experienced that um you know yeah and then yeah there's certainly yeah i've seen that as well for sure Mm -hmm. i was watching this big campaign one time i was part of and it was i mean this campaign did like three million dollars it was huge and this one guy changed his username to one dollar and he was like i've backed at one dollar and until you meet these demands i will not change I was like, bro, they're making $3 million off this. They do not care about your $70. Like they just don't like, like, he's so mean. Like it's where I'm like, can we just, can we just get rid of that? Like, come on. (laughs) I know. And, but at the same time as a solo creator, you know, I'm, I'm just a subject. And my first time, I'm certainly like, I had so many good comments about the game. That's amazing. Lots, yeah. Lots of really great feedback. But of course, like you're hyper, where our brains are hypersensitive yeah. to latch on to like the one not so positive or negative thing. Right, and, right. and I know that, but you still feel it. Um, right, but at right. the same time, overall, and this was honestly, that really, this really surprised me is how much 
vocal positive feedback there was about the game. That's it was so good. it was really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I um I love that. Um I'm so happy for you that it worked out that way. You know, I mean, especially when it's a, you know, a, a solo person working on something like this. Gosh, yeah. I mean, we as a community should be out there being supportive, right? You know, um Oh, the games community was very supportive. The board game awesome. community really I felt just like really really well supported by people I I really only met in the last few months. Um mm-hmm. that was marvelous and that's and awesome. just unexpected, not, a, not, yeah, a great surprise. That's great to hear. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm very glad that that was a good experience. Um, cause I think in general it is, um, but you know, I mean, it, sometimes it's not, so I'm glad that it was good for you. That, that makes me very happy. Um, so yeah. So the being on all the time, yeah, that, that's gotta be, you know, I mean, cause you've got people commenting, all the time. Right. And you've got people backing people probably emailing you with questions and stuff like that. I have to imagine. And um... right. And then I'm, I know I'm, I'm posting, I was posting mm-hmm. on Instagram, blue sky, Twitter, Facebook. Wow. And I yeah. started a TikTok t- during the campaign. <laughs> um, not that I have many videos there. And that was, that was a bit of a debacle because I somehow got accidentally shadow banned on TikTok uh, within the first week. And so I what? couldn't really you do anything on TikTok for then like another almost week and a half. And then, yeah, but it, my campaign is, it, or sorry, my account is now working properly. I, I did a couple of things that I guess triggered their like, oh, we don't know if this account is legit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was just a comedy of errors. So that's hilarious. I don't use TikTok, but if I did, that's probably what would happen to me too. I'd just be like, what am I doing wrong? Um, plus, I have to imagine there's some stress, and correct me if I'm wrong, around like, you know, even positive commenters who are like, hey, you know, like these these people are being super positive and then somebody's like, could you add this to the game? And like, you know that it's not possible, but like, you've got to want to, right? Like, I mean, did you have any I, of that or was it? Were... The, the bulk of it. The bu- I didn't have a lot of those comments, not very many. But the the thing I heard a few times from people of different different flavors of was I want I want an upgrade with nicer diatom tiles, which I am doing. You're doing, yeah. Version, so, I'm doing a version of that now. That's yeah. awesome that you know the one thing that people were asking for consistently was something you were able to do right because, um, you know you've got people excited about your game and they're like, hey, can you add this other thing? And you know, sometimes you can't, right? I mean, sometimes it's just not possible, and so. Uh, and I and I have to imagine that's tough uh, when that happens because you're excited about the community, you're excited about the people supporting you, right? So it's great that you were able to do that with you know the thing that people were consistently asking for. I love that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, and when people are asking for more, that's that's nice. They right. like what yeah. you're doing and they want more of it. So that is a that is a a positive thing. Um, and I tried to focus my response to comments on suggestions, just, just like thankful for the suggestions mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. people aren't really, I like, it's, it's kind of my role as the, the game creator to deal with all the fussy things behind the scenes about manufacturing. Right, right. Like that's not a problem I need to bring other people into. <laughs> right, so, right, right. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's cool. That's very cool. Um, I saw that you've shifted now to monthly upgrade mo- month monthly upgrade update mode. So you're just gonna keep throughout the months of everything, keep sending out backer updates in that way. Yes, there will be at least monthly. There initially there might be a few. I mean, as we the next couple months, because I need to transition backers over to the, the there's a keyed version of screen top that I'll be transitioning backers to. There's a few things that might I might mm-hmm. have a few mm-hmm. more than monthly, but. I want to definitely do at least monthly because I know as a, as a back, I've backed many projects myself. I mm-hmm. like to just get that little heartbeat of yep. stuff is happening. Um, and then also I want people to be excited when the game does ship next year. I want yeah. there to yeah. be anticipation. So, and I like sharing, I like sharing the visuals of the behind the scenes process, you know, little tidbits. So. Mm-hmm. No, and I think the monthly updates is is great. You know, that way it's not too much for you, right? Too of like having to like write a <laughs> weekly update. Plus, I mean, what do you have to say oh, no. every week, right? Like nothing, no. probably. Um, but also, you know, I I historically I'm very bad at reading updates, but just seeing them come in monthly, like oh, there's another update this month, um, always makes me feel confident, even if I don't get to read it. That I'm like, hey, they're sending updates. That's positive, right? 
you know, um, I've, I've backed some of the, I've backed a couple of video games before and, uh, and like, I've never, I've backed, I think three video games and I've never gotten any of them. Uh, and I believe at some point wow. I will probably, maybe, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I, honestly, when I backed the video games, I was like, this is not expensive and it looks cute and fun for the switch. Uh, and, uh, I'll probably never see this money again. Um, and, uh, and you know, I mean, little studios, it's hard, right? Like it's, it's hard, hard for them to like keep doing it what they're hard. doing. And like two of the studios like crashed and then got taken over by someone else who's trying to pick it up and finish it. And, um, so there was no updates for a while and you're like, well, I think that's done. And then, oh no, Hey, these people are helping now. So, uh, um, yeah, so <laughs> it, it can be a bumpy road. <laughs> so yeah, seeing updates always makes me excited, you know, and, uh, yeah. And, and sometimes I just forget that I backed a game and then one day it shows up at my door and I'm so excited now that we usually have to do the pledge manager and the shipping later on. That doesn't, I, I know it's coming, but you know, back in the day when it was like the, like buy it and then for, it was like, set it and forget it. And then like 12 months later, this thing shows up at my door and I'm like, Oh wow. That's so exciting. Yeah, no, there is that, that fun moment i don't yeah I, I will be trying to do monthly updates so people don't forget but i've definitely had that experience as, as well <laughs> it's been a while maybe they sent updates but maybe it just right. you know it just passed on by as like another kickstarter email um right and it's right. just christmas in a box on your porch yeah it's so exciting when that happens um so all right so next up you are probably what get, like getting ready to finalize stuff to get it shipped to print or yeah um... i'm working on finalizing i still have to do air quote final around everything um mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. i'm just like piecemeal taking each component and getting a version of the files that's close to final to the manufacturer and having them say yeah they look okay um I'm working with an insert designer to do the insert for the game which has had some ripple effects uh, because, you know, they're very seriously considering the size of everything in the box. Mm -hmm. So it's, mm -hmm. it's actually, as my update today mentioned, it's necessitated changing the height of the box a little bit. So all those little details, everything that changes ha can potentially have some cascade effects. And there's a lot of little pieces to finalize. Like I, I think, as, as I was saying earlier in the discussion on the, the building the game server, mm -hmm everything about most things about the game have been largely done and solid for a while mm -hmm. but they've been done and solid at like the 80 to 90 95 percent and there's right, that right. last like finalization of no this is the very last like the instruction book is a, is pretty far along but all of the water tiles in the instruction book have two generations of <laughs> water tile patterns right, on right. them so they don't match the, the actual current tiles at all uh -huh. So I need to go back and replace all those graphics. Now it doesn't interfere with playtesting. Maybe there are probably people who would never even notice, but I'm not going, I'm going, they're going to match the game. It's just, it's just busy work on the list of things that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's a, there's a lot of little pieces like that. Right. Right. And did you add in more art during the game or no? No. I mean, the, like uh, more, there are more pages. So there's more layout but there's no uh, more art like to be commissioned or anything like that. That's great. That's great. I know I, yeah. I experienced that myself when like you're adding art during the Kickstarter and then now it's the wait for art, right? <laughs> like I can't do this until all the extra art is done, you know? And so. The, the box art does need to be updated due to the size change. It's significant enough that. Um, oh, wow. That yeah. Nim, the illustrator is working. The sides are growing 20 millimeters. So and it's not just a scale and it's only in the height direction. So it has to mm. be kind of rejiggered a little bit. Mm -hmm. So that yep. there's a little bit of additional uh, work, but, um, but nothing, no like stretch goals that added art. Right. Right. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Cause I know that can be tough, but yeah. Wow. The box size changed enough that you had to actually <laughs> mess with the cover art, which by the way is absolutely beautiful. So it is. Yeah, I yeah. Nim did a great job on that. Yeah, the, the the front cover, the front cover wasn't affected by the size right, right, because the but... height of the box. Yeah, so it's just the yeah. the sides, right? Yeah, and there are different there are different designs on the sides. So there's three different 
patterns because oh, no, there's, a, so. there's a vertical, there's the front of it, when it sits on the shelf, how it looks on the front, and then there's the two other sides. Uh, so it's actually, so it's a, not an insignificant mm-hmm. lift. And yeah, so that, that'll that be happening. But at least it's a very well-known, um, well-understood yeah, thing that yeah, needs to be yeah. done. Hey, and it's a, hey, we're at, you know, we're giving the opportunity to have something cooler in here. And so, yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah. I think Nim's words when I told him, it was like, oh, bigger box means more fun inside. So. Yes, exactly. Yes. Nim gets it. Um, so, so yeah, you're finalizing everything and then you've got to um, send it off to the manufacturer. And, um, and then walk me through that process after that. What's Well, uh, I'll get... I'll get some proofs back, some mm-hmm. digital proofs initially, and then uh, some physical prototypes of a blank or a partial blank where like maybe not everything is printed exactly as it is final, but it's, it has the physical uh, form. And I, 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 that's a lot of what I'll be vetting QA wise and that that will involve a sample mm-hmm. being sent to me. Um, and I'll do the same for the wooden tiles. I'm very, because that's, because that's coming in very new. I'm definitely mm-hmm. very sensitive to wanting to make sure that they right. fit with the game. And, and it's a very yeah. seamless yeah. swap out for them. And, uh, and that it feels like a, a, a step up, a plus up. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so all of that QA check will happen. And then, and I, I'm, I'm definitely projecting for, I've never been through this process before myself. Mm-hmm. So this is my understanding of what's going to happen. And then when that gets finalized, then there'll be a, some moment where they start making the games. Uh, and I think they'll it's do terrifying. Like, yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, I, I, I think you guys talked about it at the last episode I heard from the yeah. show of that moment yeah. of hidden prints. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm sure there'll be something that will be a mistake or wrong. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Be, I'm, be... I'm real sorry that was the last episode before this. We're like, <laughs> something's going to go wrong. No, you know I could relate <laughs> so much. I was just nodding my head like, for no. so many parts of that conversation <laughs> already. And um, there's a there's a great anecdote. I forget who the artist is. There's a Disney artist who's did a lot. I think she did the artwork for It's a Small World. And, mm-hmm. uh, and there's this... Uh, I don't, it's not an urban legend. I believe it's true, but she intentionally put a puts a mistake, you know, extra leg on a character or something in, mm-hmm. you know, in the artwork. Because and I've always thought about that anecdote because, like, even like nothing's perfect. Imperfections right, right. are part of of life. I just want to make sh- I want to try to avoid imperfections that affect quality of experience. Right, right, uh, right. And accept that there will be at least a few imperfections that. That won't right. that I might see that most people will not. Right, right, right. That's that's fair point. One of the things you mentioned, um, uh, and I want to make sure that I understood it correctly, is that you said the idea of the getting a blank back or a partial blank, and that is correct me if I'm wrong. That is a version of the game that is the game without all the printing in general. Correct. Yeah, and this is really important for diatoms because I have the diatom oh, right. tiles and the dual layer board. So, and then, and then I want to make sure everything fits in the box with yep. the Petri dishes, the Petri dishes, the production Petri dishes are much nicer than my prototype Petri dishes, but they're also a little bit bigger. And, you know, I don't have, I've never like, I don't have, I don't have five of them. I only have one right, sample right. of them. So, so there's just a lot of pieces that it'd be nice to see mm-hmm. um, all in the box together. And, and then there are some finishes like the iridescent finish on the, on the diatom tiles that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to seeing a production sample of right, that, right. that have to do with the print, uh, making sure the colors uh, look good. You know, there's just mm-hmm. a lot of little pieces uh, and they are the kind of thing that you can't just do through a digital right. print. Yeah. So. yeah, absolutely. The So the Petri dishes, are you, is that a, you order it from a third party and then you ship it to, or, or then they, they, they have it no. here or they they source it for you they sourced it yeah nice. and i and it was a <laughs> it was a very i had very specific requirements and it had to be a certain size to fit the tiles it needed to have a friction fit lid yep and, i remember in our first conference the friction fit oh we talked lid, about yeah. it yeah, yeah. so so funny. and and the, what they found is a very it's a very nice um petri dish component so that's awesome that's awesome yeah I said, I remember the Petri disc conversation about how I was surprised that that was like one of the hardest things to find. Uh, yeah. 
Well, yeah. and then and then it turns out it's like it's one of the reasons the box is getting taller ah, because right, they're right. they're slightly taller than the current mm -hmm. version. But they're petri dishes. Like, how cool is that to have petri dishes? And I love that. Yeah, no, it's it, it's really nice part of the the role play and atmosphere of the game. And then it makes setup. I mean, there's 150 diatom tiles in the game, so it does wow. sort of wrangle them in a in a nice way that mm -hmm. makes it easy to clean up and set up. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. Um, yeah, fancier than some bags, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so after you get your proofs back, then um, obviously they go to full on production, and then uh, yeah, and then they ship them on back to you in that long, long, slow boat that's gonna <laughs> come on over. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then they go to hubs and then those hubs pack them up and ship them out to all the backers and then backers start getting them. And, uh, we have some retailer backers, they'll start getting them. And, and then I have another 1500 to find happy homes for. Right. Right. Well, let's talk a little bit about that. So, um, with that other 1500, you said you've talked to some retailers, um, is your hope to go through, like to go directly to retailers or to go through, um, some sort of, uh, distribution company? Both? I'm, uh, trying to find a partner who can help me with that stuff okay. and, yep. or like make, and so more to come on, yeah, on yeah. that because there's a lot of, there's a getting into distributors. And consolidators is hard with the catalog of one, which yeah. is what I'll have. <laughs> I've heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. And and going to cons and running a booth and selling direct is uh usually a money loss. Well, oft can often be a money loss for especially for a small time or right, small time right. companies like myself. So for those reasons, I have instead pursued a, a partnership. So we'll see. That's great. Yeah. I can tell you, like, you know, um a place where I would love to see a game like this, I'm sure you would too. This feels like such a Barnes and Noble game. Like when I look at the games they have in those, like it just like, I don't know, it just speaks to me. Like I, this is like when I look at the games I see there and I, cause I, you know, a lot of smaller publishers, you see them partnering with other people that are getting them in places like that. And oh, so that, yeah. that's, that's my hope. That would be you. amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. I think I'm <laughs> at least a few years out from that happening, but we'll see. Right. I mean, the, I, the one, the, the thing that's been really nice is, uh, all the content creators, that was a huge um, win for the for the um, Kickstarter, by That's the way. Awesome. Like I had, I, wor I worked with a bunch of content creators. They were all really lovely, said, made great content about the game, mm -hmm. um, but it, just like really good response from people. So I feel like if I can just put out the quality, you know, the production quality for mm -hmm. the game, that, yeah. that hopefully the game will do really well once it's more widely available in terms yeah. of people, people seeing it and talking it up and, and, wanting to see it more. So yeah, that's, we'll see what happens. Well, in, I mean, even like, you know, I, it, a few episodes back, Julio was on and he was saying like Dulce, his game um, had been out for over a year and, you know, now it's starting to get picked up into some bigger places like that or, you know, it Grand takes Ga time. yeah, right. Grand Gamers Guild has, I mean, I just recently saw actually Endangered uh, at Barnes and Noble by Grand Gamers Guild and that game's been out for years. You know, it takes, it, sometimes it takes a while for the right place to find it. And, you know, um, I just looking at the games there, like Diatoms is just so pretty and like perfect for it. Like, oh, yeah, I, I, I just think you have such an amazing uh, game that I haven't actually got to, got to play, but <laughs> it's beautiful. And everyone I've talked to was like, it's so good. So I will track you down at PAX if you still have, if you'll have it with you so that I can. Oh yeah. I, I think I'll have, two copies with me so it'll be one of my main goals at PAX to uh get to try and uh play that um yeah yeah plus plus it's the secret thing i like to do which is back games on kickstarter and then get the creators to teach me in a demo so that i don't have to read the rules um and learn how to play it so yeah, yeah totally <laughs> we'll do a live session It'd be amazing so um yeah. Yeah. So I guess, um, you know, what are the things that you're, you know, we talked about things that, you know, were tough and stuff. What are you most excited about with, with the game moving forward? What is the biggest thing for you that's got you jazz that's keeping you going with getting it out there? Uh, well, like I said, you know, I, so far everyone who's like seen it and played it has had a really 
positive reaction to it. Mm -hmm. I have been delighted with the reception of the solo. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I think I, I mentioned this in a comment in the Kickstarter, but you know, Diatoms won the Carbo Edison Award mm -hmm. and it got lots of accolades for that. And then, but at the same time, people were saying, oh, I want a solo mode. And honestly, it was a little bit of pressure. <laughs> like, I didn't want to yeah. just slap a beat your own score solo mode on the game. I wanted something that felt like it was a compliment to the main game, which people mm -hmm. were responding really strongly to. And I hadn't done a ton of play testing with the solo mode before I launched the Kickstarter. I actually used the Kickstarter to do a lot more play testing on the solo mm -hmm. mode by inviting backers to to play test the solo and just got really great response from the backers who did that. And it, it's made me feel really good uh, and like, like very excited about Diatom's the solo part of the game, which I mm -hmm. which I never would have zero prediction that 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 would ever happen previously but now now i am excited to have more people see the solo game and and i think that it's a really lovely compliment and i'm very jazzed that it's going to be in the box uh, for this um for this print run so yeah it's um that i'm very excited to see how it, how it pans out when it goes live in addition to the the main game of course yeah, no, that's really awesome. And I, I didn't actually realize that you had people playtesting it, backers playtesting it during the um, campaign. That's what a smart and great idea to get people involved and excited about it and get, you know, playtesting done for you. <laughs> like yeah. Everyone yeah, wins. But I, yeah, I mean, I, need, I needed a lot of people to play them and, and get some sense of like, if do if a lot of people play, like, do people generally like it? Do they mm -hmm. generally find it confusing? Do they generally find how how long does it take them to do the different levels? I mean, each 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 are not level, but puzzle in some mm -hmm. sense. Yeah, so yeah. Each, like how difficult do they perceive the puzzles to be? What kinds of feedback do they have on it? All these questions that um, you know, I can get with the numbers for the with the Kickstarter. So part of every backer got an invitation to to do that play testing. Um and it's still open if you want to try it on screen top. It's um that's yeah, awesome. One one week left to provide feedback before I close the doors and make final decisions about what which versions right, right. go into the box. Right. And I I think that's awesome that you really took the time on that with uh with the solo mode like like you mentioned, you know, sometimes you know, it's easy to just slap in a solo mode and be like, "Oh, here, beat this score and this is cool," right? Um so I I love that you really took the time to work through it, get a lot of people to test it for you um because there is Certainly, I think since 2020, there's been a big uh, pressure for solo modes in games, which is it's great, right? I think it's a really good trend because, um, yeah, because we couldn't always be out playing games with other people. So I think it's fantastic that we've got that option. Um, but I think it's awesome that you really took it to heart to do it, you know, yeah, to try and do it the, the, the big right way. <laughs> Yeah, I, w I mean, if I was going to put it in the box, I wanted it to be to meet my <laughs> to call back to your to your conversation with Matt to meet my high quality standards. Yes, uh, and yes, I yes. think as a self publisher too, you know, especially first game, I definitely want to hit a certain bar and be really be really proud of the product I put out. So right, and it's cool to think that there could be someone who backed this because you decided to put a solo mode in it. And or they backed it and then saw there was a solo mode and will end up playing it. And that may bring them back to their next Kickstarter, something that wasn't a part of the original game. You know, that's the thing that really clicks for them. Um, I think that's super cool. Yeah, I really, really like. That. Yeah. And I, I believe that definitely happened. And I did not expect that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is that's fantastic. So, um now that diatom's basically wrapped up, right? We're pretty much done with it. <laughs> basically done. Right? You know, I mean, what's left? What's Us left? backers, we're just going to wait, and then it'll just show up like Christmas at our door, right? You know? Right. Um, yeah, it's being, being printed now. I'm just going to hold on to it for six months. Yeah. It was funny when you were like, you know, some people collect shipping right away because they can ship right away. And I'm like, that is always crazy to me. Like when you've got something that you can just like, boom, fulfill it immediately, right? Um, I can understand the appeal. I can oh, definitely me too. understand the appeal from a creator standpoint of like, actually, it's just a 
I've done all the stuff. Yep. There's no, there's no temptation for the stretch goals yeah. or anything. Yep. It's yep. like, yep. it's done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's baked. Yeah. I, it's a, it's a thing I've thought about before with like some of the stuff I'm working on. Like if I print this, but also sell PDFs of it, like, should I say you, you like, you know, do you send the P if it's done, right? It's done. It's ready to ship. Like, do I give them the the PMP version immediately if it's ready? Do they wait? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's such an interesting thing when it's something that's split like that and, uh, you know, a couple different things. Um, yeah, those type of things just are a lot to think about with this sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And that was one of the reasons why I did the screen top and the commissions playtesting is mm -hmm. because I had seen some campaigns that had immediate rewards, like not even when the Kickstarter ends you back, you get access to something immediately. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a wonderful way to celebrate backers. Mm -hmm. So I wanted my, one of my goals for the campaign was to have something uh, like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's super cool. Yeah, I agree. And there's a risk with that. Like, right. I mean, like what if they'd played the solo version and been like, mm, this is awful. As a creator, that's gotta be so terrifying. Yeah, no, I definitely, you know, the little <laughs> imposter syndrome imp in me was like, oh, what if they play it on screen top and then they decide not to back it? But multiple people told me I played it on screen top and that's why I backed it. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And then, of course, there, there's always like pe people do decrease their pledge or cancel their pledge throughout your campaign. That happens. Mm -hmm, it happens. Mm -hmm. and, you do, and you just don't know why. You have yep, no idea yep. why. But it's like, oh, I sent them the link. And then the next day they canceled their pledge. Who knows, right? Like, who? Right, we, right. I have no idea, but it's certainly you can't escape that sense of like, well, what if of they course, don't yeah. like it? But ultimately, like, what I what my ultimate goal is is people get the box and they love the game. So I don't really want people who it turns out aren't going to like the game because that's not going to be yeah. a great for me. Like, this isn't just about this Kickstarter. I want yep. a community mm -hmm. of people who are just pleased to bits when they get the game and they play mm -hmm. it. And want to mm -hmm. talk about it, and then the want to play more games that yes. we produce. So that's that's my ultimate goal. So in some sense, giving people the tools to to dec decide if the game is for them earlier before they commit to a shipped copy of the game is all the better for all of us. Yeah, yeah. No, I I think that's that's super awesome. It's funny, you know, you're saying people just drop the Kickstarter, and you're like, why? I had these friends quite a while back. They were doing a video game on Kickstarter. And they were, they were doing really well and they were struggling a little bit. And I was like, well, you know, make sure you send out your updates. He's like, man, I swear every time I send out an update, people just, people just quit. Like they just cancel their pledge. Like, oh, I forgot it back then. I got to cancel that. And I'm like, oh, well then maybe stop sending updates. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so I'll tell you what, I brought in Jellup towards the end of the campaign. And that's a whole like other story, but that to help me do some ads towards the end. Uh -huh. And that yeah. is one of the things that they talk about actually about like, don't do too many updates, especially updates that promote other people that are kind of like, you know, like promotion updates because mm -hmm. you remind people that they backed and then and then we always see a spike but you know the spike is a couple of people like it's yeah it right. is a spike yeah. but you know the yeah. but then yeah. other people see the number of updates and who knows mm -hmm. how many of them are backing because the project's active so i, I think right. it's hard right. to to parse out exactly uh you should update when there's something worth updating uh right. but they do they right. do caution that um, based on their experience as well. So, right, right. I know many times I've signed up for something, gotten three emails and been like, no, no, I'm out. Like unsubscribe, cancel. Because <laughs> I'm like, why are you sending me so many messages all of the sudden, you know? Sure. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what I was getting into here. Right. So, well, awesome. Awesome. I'm, um, yeah, I'm really excited for you. Uh, congratulations again on, on all of Thank this. You. And, uh, and yeah, like you and I talked before, I would love to sit down and chat again around fulfillment time. And, you know, uh, I think around that time, you'll probably have an idea of where the game's going, you know, other than the people, obviously, but like, you know, what you're doing with uh, getting it out there to other places and stuff. And I would love to chat more and follow this. Um, it's a great project. I think you've you've done an amazing job with it. Uh, no, I don't think anyone looking at this project, unless you told them, would ever know this was your first Kickstarter. Um I'm sure you may have told people that in the Kickstarter, but otherwise I don't think they'd know because yeah, you just, it just, you're just real good at it. I feel like. And uh, yeah, I could be my fifth Kickstarter. I don't think it would look this polished and be this good. So. Oh, well, <laughs> thank you. 
I did have, I did have help. I had other people, lots of good advice. I worked with, right. uh, uh, Dina said so studio who helped me with do like mm -hmm. the page and the animations. Um, yeah, yeah. and just listen to a lot of, had a lot of people volunteer to look at the page and sit down and give comments and feedback. Um, mm -hmm. and then I'm just super grateful for everybody who backed. Uh, so I think that really, that energized me as much as I'm a introvert and the messaging was taxing. It also was right, really right. gratifying that so many people were yeah. interested in the game, finding the game, uh, that really helped to keep me going. Super cool. Yeah. All right. Well, Hey, I'm, uh, appreciate again, you coming here and chatting about this and, um, yeah, I hope the listeners got some good thoughts out of this as well. And, uh, yeah. Uh, what is the easiest way for people to get in touch with you? Uh, other than TikTok, probably not TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's a very small number of videos on TikTok. Uh, yeah, mostly I, 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 I've taken a social media break, but I'm going to be just going back into sort of normal posting mode. And generally I post on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I'm also on Blue Sky, um, both as Sabrina C, which is me. And Little Liminal, which is my company on Instagram, mm -hmm. it's Little Liminal. Um, and I'm on, technically on Twitter, but I really don't use or X, but I really don't use it. I'd use it during the campaign sort of as a necessity to reach right, right. an audience at that moment in time, but I'm not really there. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So I think Instagram is a good place to see updates and photos and connect with me. And Blue Sky is more conversation if you want to reach out. Um, also on, uh, you know, Discord on the Building the Game server. Yeah, it's a great place yeah. to connect with myself and other fabulous yes. designers and folks. Yeah, we've been we've been happy to have you join us of late. So that's been great. Yeah, it's a super wonderful, supportive uh, community of smart, creative people. Yeah, no, we've got some awesome people contributing there, and uh, I, I'm always shocked at how how uh, yeah how much that community's grown and how amazing it, it's become. I love it. So it keeps, keeps me going with this stuff for sure. So, yeah, I, th I think it's a testament to the whole vibe of the show. So right, good job. Right. I like to think so. Thank you. Well, listeners, uh, if you want to get in touch with the podcast, you can of course go to building the You can also, uh, join our discord, which you can find, um, at the podcast uh, website. There's a link to that. Um, you can email us building the game podcast at gmail.com. And of course, the easiest thing you can keep doing is coming back every single week, at least for the next two weeks until episode 600. And then who knows what's going to happen. Uh, but until next time, good night. Good night. Building the game, building the game with Jason and friends, with Jason and friends. Building the game, building the game with Jason and friends, with Jason and friends. The end of the episode, that's when it technically ends.